August 28, 2020. I'm sitting on the couch watching my two and a half month old daughter, Hayden, who's laying on the floor looking at her toys above her. And in that moment, I'm there, but I'm not really there. My mind is elsewhere. It's focused on being irritated at Jason over going golfing with his buddies for not picking up his fucking clothes off the floor, for not picking up after himself and all the shit I still have to do. I can feel the overwhelm of emotions coming on, that anxiety creeping in, that frustration taking over. And in that moment, it hit me. I am tired of feeling this way all the fucking time. I wouldn't want Hayden to come to me in 25 years saying that she felt this way. For her, I would dream for her to wake up feeling lit the fuck up about her life every single day, regardless of the shit that life can bring. It was in that exact moment that I realized that I needed to make a change and I was ready to do whatever the hell it was going to take. Welcome. My name's Alyssa Wack and I'm your host. Consider this podcast a no bullshit. Let's talk about the deep stuff community for women. A place where I'll lead you to explore why you do what you do, how you're getting in your own damn way, and understanding yourself on a level so you know how to best support your growth. I'll share my thoughts and perspectives from my hindsight so they can be your foresights. I think it's time to live a life that not only looks good, but feels fucking amazing from the inside out, despite the shit that life can bring. So let's dive in, shall we? I think it is so interesting that we don't, or at least I didn't, I didn't treat how I felt emotionally and mentally seriously. (laughs) I didn't treat it like I did when I was physically hurt. It was almost like if you could see, if someone else could see that I was actually physically hurt, then it must be fine for me to not have to do anything. And I was just really reflecting on that because like I've been sick for a just like, I guess that would be like a business week. <laughs> I want to say a week, but not a full week. It's only been five days and I'm finally on the end of it. But I used to wear a badge of honor when I would be sick, but still showing up to work and getting things done. Like if people used to call in sick, I would get really bitter and irritated about it. Like thinking that they're super lazy. Like I was judging them very harshly when in reality, I think I just really, I really wanted that. I really wasn't giving myself permission to slow down when my body was really asking to slow down. And it really hit me this past week on like how different I show up for myself when I'm really sick. The way I see sickness is it's offering me an opportunity to slow down and reflect. Whereas before I would just see it like as a nuisance when <laughs> I I almost felt like that in general with like those mm, self, self-loathing thoughts, <laughs> those not so nice thoughts about self or my emotions. And the biggest part that this shows up for me, I guess, and I don't know that it was so much like a physical illness, but this is a part that I struggled with the most or something that 
I got so deep into that I had no no option but to not face it. And that was in my first fertility journey. That was my first conception journey. And when I had my first miscarriage, I like you never think it's going to happen to you ever until it happens to you. And it's so weird because <laughs> like, I don't know, I want to say it was like sometime in the year before that all happened. I remember telling my friend, and I don't even know how we got on the topic of this, but I had just said to her, like, if I ever have a miscarriage, I'm, you can bet your ass I'm going to talk about it. Like, I'm not going to mope about it. And I hadn't like, obviously zero intentions of that happening. Nobody wants that to happen. But yet here I found myself having a miscarriage and I I was moping around about it. I didn't want to talk about it at all. Like it took me days to even be able to tell my mom that I had a miscarriage. So it's just in my mind, I think our mental struggles should be something that or th- this is just coming from personal experience. The mental struggles are the ones that we ignore the most. I I've ignored the most. And it's the one that we should be paying the most attention to, because from my opinion, it's the shit that we're ignoring that ends up manifesting into physical illnesses. And here I am now sick and I, I, (laughs) I so needed this slowdown and I didn't even know I wanted this slowdown. I was pushing so damn hard on recording this damn podcast episode. It was episode one that I've now officially recorded and I'm feeling pretty fucking bomb about. That's good. That's good terms. And the fact of the matter was up until I got sick, I was pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. It was like I would record, then push, record, then push, record, then push, because it wasn't what I wanted it to be. And I was just, you get so caught up in the hamster wheel of it's not working, that like it's not coming out the way you want it. It's not the way you want it to be. So you like think about it nonstop. You become consumed by it. And then you just keep trying, keep trying, keep trying. And it's just not working, not working. And you start to get more and more frustrated. And then boom, finally I get sick. I say finally, because like, damn, this could have happened like a month ago. <laughs> and maybe like obviously I needed this last month to get me where I am, but I I didn't even know how much I was pushing myself. I was so caught up in pushing myself. And I needed the slowdown to just slow the fuck down. You know when you are just busy in life and then you finally go on vacation and how good it feels. That's how this sickness has felt for me because it's this last year, I've always seen sickness as that. That's been a transition I made like a year ago where I've had that realization, like, you know, no more pushing. Like I need to honor more of that feminine energy, less of that masculine energy. And you better bet your ass I was born and bred in that masculine energy. 1000% I was. That was every bit of the way I got acknowledged and seen. The more you did, the more praise you got, the more celebrating you got, the more seen you were. And anyways, yeah, there I am trying to prove myself with this damn podcast episode and it's the same fucking working. Boom, I get sick. And it really has given me a gift of understanding how I was getting in my own way in just understanding some core wounds that were showing up for me. This isn't this podcast right now, but there were some core wounds for me that showed up and I was really blind to them. I thought I was working through some of the wounds, but they were much bigger, much deeper than I had realized. And I wouldn't have known that or noticed that or 
realize that or uncovered it until I got sick. I see sickness and injuries or shit not panning out as an opportunity to slow down to see what the fuck is trying to show up for me. What is this reflecting back to me? And giving me an opportunity to slow down and listen a little bit more to that voice that's been trying to guide you, but you're just so caught up in your own shit, you're not listening to it. So coming back to when I've seen this show up the most, the biggest form for me was when I had my first miscarriage. And by the time I'd already had my first miscarriage, I was already starting to get to that wind up point of really focusing on (laughs) that it's not going the way that I'd hoped. And it's funny because at this point, it was only three months in But when things don't happen the way that you had imagined, and for me, I imagine getting pregnant really fucking quick. (laughs) I don't know if that's for everybody, but that was certainly it for me. And when it didn't happen, I already started to like panic just a little bit. And I know I'm not alone. (laughs) But when I finally did miss, not finally did, but when when I finally did get pregnant, not finally so much because it was still like three months in. But I got that first positive test and then I miscarried. I was like straight up in denial about it. I did not want to believe that the doctors were correct. Like that was literally my frame of thought was they have to be wrong. There's no way that this could be happening to me. Not a fucking chance this could be happening to me. This isn't supposed to happen to me. And I want to say fortunately enough, I miscarried early. I say that just because in from my experience, from how I see things, it just affects your body a lot less because like your hormones, your body's a lot further, like it's not as further along, but it still impacts you and it's still a loss all the same because your body was still creating something. It's still traumatic to your body. It's still traumatic to your mind because you've already created a whole nother life of what your future was going to look like as soon as you found out you were pregnant. And I was in straight up denial. No, like you've got, you guys have got to be wrong. Like I might be bleeding. Yes. I fear that I could be miscarrying. Yes. But no, I like, I just don't know that I want to believe this to the point where they allowed me to have like a, my GP allowed me to have, or no, it wasn't allowed me to have, this was all happened at the hospital. And so they just wanted to confirm that I passed the miscarriage. So then I got a mis- or a ultrasound two weeks after I actually had the miscarriage And then they confirmed, yeah, there was nothing in there. So up until that two-week period, like the day after I found out, like when I was at the hospital, like I was there by chance. And so I decided to check myself in because my good friend was working. But the day I was at the hospital, the very next day, I was shoveling a shit ton of snow out of the foundation for our basement because we were getting our house put on our foundation. And I was out there with my stepdad and my husband doing that as I was like feeling like a total bag of shit and very upset, but I was still doing it because of, for whatever fucking reason. And I, I wasn't ready to tell anybody. So like, I better just show up. I better not make any excuses. And I honestly just don't even know where my train of thought was. I just showed up and I just did the damn thing. And I was like, I was doing that until I basically almost made myself puke. Like I was very physically ill, but I still chose to ignore it. And it was just a busy week getting her house that I was fully immersed in. And so I had that week off, but then 
came Monday and when like you're, you're pushing yourself so hard to like, you know, when you're feeling whatever sort of way and it feels uncomfortable, like you're upset and you just say, what can I do to make myself feel better? And then you go do something that makes you happy. Well, that was basically me. I was doing everything and anything to sidetrack myself with how it was that I felt and wearing a badge of honor, doing all the fucking things because on the outside I looked fine, but on the inside I was so not fine. And you just push through, like, unless you're sick and dying, get your ass out there and do some fucking work. And Monday I went back to work. I remember thinking to myself, like I am like internally, I didn't voice this out or anything to anybody because I didn't ever do that sort of thing then. Like to tell anybody how it was that I felt like until that wouldn't happen until I fucking exploded. And so I just remember thinking to myself, like, I'm so not ready. Like I'm feeling emotionally chaotic inside. I feel like I'm like I was bawling on and off, but to myself, like I wouldn't let my husband see me cry, nothing. And I would only cry when I just couldn't hold it in anymore. Oh, this might make me cry. (laughs) What's coming is going. What's coming is going. That's what I always tell myself. Anyways, so I just remember feeling that way. I was so not ready to go back to work on the Monday because at the end of the day, I wasn't facing the music of what was going on in front of me right then and there. Not in the fucking slightest. I was doing everything I could to keep myself busy even though I would have to leave the room to go cry privately because I just didn't want to do that in front of everybody and let anybody know that I felt that sort of way. When I finally told my mom, I just, like, I got upset about it, like, for for a very short period of time, as, like, as quick as I could contain myself. And I just remember saying, like, it could be worse, it could be worse. And I told two girlfriends, and that was the exact same, like, you know, it could be worse. It's fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. (laughs) Internally, I'm, like, screaming and terrified and not understanding what I did wrong because that's another thing when that happens like you feel so angry towards yourself like I I felt like my body failed me I I would look in the mirror and I just I was disgusted with what I seen because it just felt like my body did something wrong and that's just how I felt so Monday I decided to go to work because my thinking is my clients need me and my team needs me. What would people think? It it was all external things that I was filling my mind with as the reasons why I needed to go. But the very last thing that I was actually paying attention to was me and what I needed and what my expectations were. So I went to work and I had to keep the door, my office door closed. And I'd email my team just letting them know that I was really struggling, but um, that I'm there And I didn't let them know what had happened, but I was just struggling mentally and I needed some time and space. So like, if, if you need anything from me, can you please just email me to give me a bit of a heads up to make sure that I'm in the appropriate headspace to be able to be all I need to be for them. And because it was important to me to be that obviously. (laughs) And behind the closed doors, I was crying on and off. I had a good friend, have a good friend that was part of my team that I ended up sharing with her what had happened. And yeah, I was just an emotional mess on and off all day, every fucking day for a good month, I would say. And then I feel like I caught my bearings for a bit. 
I, at this point, like I was still just doing all the things that I could do to ignore what was going, what happened and that how it was that I felt, but I pushed myself. I still went to a hockey tournament and I was a fucking disaster. Like I couldn't communicate properly with people. Like it was just the last place I wanted to be, but I pushed myself there because I said I would be there. It's a good place to be. I should be there. All the fucking things. And then I had my second miscarriage and you better bet your ass. I handled it exactly the same way as I did my first one, except for this time I didn't miss any days of work, not a one. And it was the worst period of all. Like it was very, very painful. And honestly, I see that very interlinked from my experience. The more you ignore how it is that you're feeling and all of those inner things, the the harsher your period can be. And yeah, that was a, that was an awful one. And it was in the middle of RSP season. So I did not skip a beat there, but that was when everything spiraled for me. Again, I wore a badge of honor when mentally I was struggling. Like if, if people could have seen how hurt and fucked up (laughs) I felt inside, they would have said, Alyssa, you need to take some time off of work. But because nobody can see that I've still showed up. I still felt like I needed to do the expectations. And it wasn't until things started to show up in physical form for me that I finally decided to take it more seriously. But that took March, April, May, and June, four months, where it wasn't so much of a physical illness. There were just, there were shoes dropping in my life. Every aspect of my life was it felt like for me holding on by a string. It took me four months to, well, really, that's a bullshit lie. It took me six and a half months because from my first miscarriage. It took me six and a half months to finally take that fucking badge off and throw it in the trash because it was garbage. <laughs> I was holding on by a thread. I literally felt like my head was hardly above water felt like I was in the middle of a fucking ocean on a raft that I had fallen off of and a treading water for like, I felt like I was treading water and trying to say, keep my head above water, keep me afloat. And I was getting tired. Six months of that, I was getting so tired that I felt like my head was getting pulled under the water and that I couldn't breathe properly anymore. I was sucking too much water in. And it was... I don't know that there was a day that would go by that I wouldn't cry in that six month period. I'd stopped socializing and stopped doing all the things, but there I was still wearing that badge of honor, trying to show up. I was still doing great. I would funnel any good bits of things I could try to scrounge up and show up for my clients at work, but I was struggling. I wasn't showing up. I was still meeting all my goals and targets. You bet your ass I was. (laughs) But people start to notice and instead of supporting you, they judge you and you feel that and it's just, it magnifies because then it just pushes you that much harder and you then create even more expectations for yourself. But at the end of the day, those expectations don't fucking matter. It's your expectations that matter. And I totally lost sight of that for so long, so, so, so long. Frankly, I just... I think I've seen that my whole life where it's just, you're so eager to please and 
serve other people, especially as a woman, like as a woman who hasn't seen their parents, their moms put everybody else before themselves. And then you find yourself doing it and filling the void of those expectations that you've essentially created in your own mind. Cause sometimes they don't even have them. And even if they do, do they really effing matter? Like you filling your own expectations are the ones that should matter the most, but we, we lose sight of that. We get disconnected from that because of that happening so young. And that's exactly what happened for me. And it wasn't until I felt like I just couldn't even breathe anymore that I decided to finally take that badge off and throw it in the trash. And it was the best thing I could have ever done. And it just really reminded me how much I used to wear that badge of honor. Like I would have been sick this week and obviously COVID happens. That's changed a lot of shit. (laughs) But prior to COVID, I would have been sick this week and I would have, you could, I could have guaranteed you, I would have been at work. hundred percent. I would have been at work because I'm not sick or I'm, I'm sick, but I'm not dying. So I should be at work when I just don't see it that way at all anymore. Why do you think you're sick in the first place? What is it that you are so craving when you are sick? You don't want to get out of bed. You want that rest. And the less you give that to yourself, the longer you're drawing it out. And I've just seen that personally. (laughs) And as soon as I took that leave from work, when I was struggling with my fertility, it was insane how I began to show up in my life differently just in one month. And then when I had my third miscarriage, that would have been July, August. That was two months. So I, I took a month and a half off of work and then I was part-time intro. So I was part-time back to work in August. And so when I got pre- pregnant in August and miscarried that, I still felt how I felt. And I actually acknowledged how I felt, but I actually felt hope and excitement, not like the world felt like it was crushing, crashing down around me. And it was just such a game changer. It was like I needed that month and a half off where I could just shut down that whole outside noise of the expectations of others, all the things that I need to be doing, just all of it. It allowed me to just like go into my cocoon and reconnect with myself again. And I didn't realize how badly I needed that. And I almost just see any time now that I get sick that it's just that reminder of, okay, I need to like go into that cocoon again and reconnect because I'm getting too heavy into that masculine. I'm getting too focused on expectations I'm putting on myself that I feel like I'm getting from other people and all the fucking things. So I just felt like I wanted to share that perspective of when I feel sick, <laughs> when I, I am sick, that It's not just the physical sickness that we need to pay attention to. It's also the emotional things because that shows that far more than I'd ever noticed, but I just didn't acknowledge it enough until it was screaming at me and I couldn't ignore it anymore. For me, that's exactly what this last week has been, was there were things that were trying to communicate to me that I needed to pay attention to, but because I was so caught up in the noise and the doing and all of the fucking things, I was missing it. And I needed to slow down, go into my cocoon and realized, oh yeah, these are some thoughts and feelings that have been showing up for me. This is what it's been guiding me to do. Here's a redirect. And sometimes if we don't listen loud enough for the physical illnesses, I have definitely seen that with some clients where it turns into a physical, like it it turns into an actual injury where it's really giving you an abrupt stop. (laughs) And it's saying, hey, we need to go into this because you've been ignoring it for too fucking long. And 
it's difficult because it's really abrupt and it feels like it's just happening to you. I'm speaking from not so much a physical injury, although it feels like a physical (laughs) injury of not getting pregnant, but I just see them in a very, very, very different way since having my fertility journey the first time around. That was the best gift I could have ever received is realizing that I needed that time to go inwards and connect back to myself because we're just so busy trying to connect to all the external things. We're always looking for answers outside of us, but what if it what if we have answers inside of us? Because nobody knows us best. Sometimes we're just so close it's really difficult to see it. But nobody knows you better than you. And anytime I've allowed myself to slow down enough to connect to that, when I finally did take that leave from work and allow myself to to connect back to me and my needs and my own expectations. The funny thing is I stopped looking for those external things outside myself to give me any sort of direction. It's just something so simple. And you no longer have that frantic, worried, freaked the fuck out energy. Uh, But it's so much easier said than done. I mean, granted, I guess I was... (laughs) I was seeing a psychologist at that point, but it was just one of the best gifts I could have ever given myself. And I felt called to share it with you because it just, it held a lot of wisdom for me. And I always just seen it as a slow down. Like I always seen it as an annoyance rather than an opportunity. I always seen it as a problem that I was sick, but I was still going to show the fuck up anyways, rather than, ah, this is an opportunity for me to slow down. Sick day. Like we had sick days at my job, but I just never took any. And I just see them so much differently. And it's been such a gift. It's allowed me so much more growth because of it. And it's allowed me to feel a lot less resentful and a lot more empowered, a lot less like zero fucks given. (laughs) Or is that more more zero fucks given. I don't know. But you know what I mean when I'm trying to say. Anyways, that is it for now. And until the next episode. Again, I just wanted to say thank you so much for tuning in today. And if you found value in today's episode and you feel called to share it on your social media in case somebody else could find value in today's episode, then that would mean the absolute world to me. And if you do, of course, tag me on social media at Instagram or Facebook at Higher Conscious Babe. And be sure to leave me a rating and reviews. I'm going to be going through all the reviews. So if you've got any feedback, any thoughts, any future questions you might want answered or guest ideas, please leave them in there. I will be going through them. And until next time, I'll catch you in the next episode.